0: So tonight we are going to start in Second Chronicles uh, 7. Uh, we are going to read verses 14 through 16. Um, and it, if you were around the church at any time during COVID, you've probably heard this verse a lot. Because um, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I've heard that probably 47 times. Um, but I was reading through this, and I actually, while you guys are flipping there, if you could please stand uh, for the reading of God's Word. Um, But as you guys are getting there, um, I remember reading through this. I wasn't actually going to to preach on this. I actually had a message completely wrote up and everything and was ready to give it. I was just doing some extra studying, and um, I was read over this verse, and I was like, well, I'm changing my entire message. So that was fun, and that happened at 9 o'clock last night, so that was very much fun. Um, But um, we're going to roll with it, and we're going to see where uh, the Lord takes us. So, Second Chronicles 7, uh, verses 14 through 16, uh, the Bible reads If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house and my name shall be there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. So Lord, we just come before you tonight, and we just thank you for your word, and we thank you for your spirit, and Lord, just please help me relay what you have laid on my heart to these people tonight, and Lord, help our hearts to receive it. In Jesus' name. All right, you all may be seated. All right, so like I said at the start, um, when I was reading this verse, The first thing that popped into my head was hearing this verse uh, during messages during COVID Um, because obviously this this verse is talking about turning from our wicked ways hearing and the Lord will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal our land and of course that time was a time where we needed healing but of course me being who I am I always want to know the backstory on what's going on in this specific section of the reading so Looking back at this, this section actually comes from Solomon, um, and this is what the Lord is speaking to Solomon after building the temple and after Solomon dedicates the temple uh, to back to the Lord. And of course, Solomon is the son of David, and David was really the one that actually wanted to build the temple anyway. Uh, David was the one that wanted uh, a place for the Ark and a place for the presence of God to dwell, and. David, though, was basically told no by God. So um, David was uh, in his prayer time, and he went to Solomon and sat him down and said, this is what the Lord told me. Um, He said, I can't build this, um, and you are actually called to build the temple. And that is in 1 Chronicles 22, is where you can read that portion there, is where David basically sits down his son and says, you are going to be the one building the temple. I have caused too much destruction on this world, and I'm not called to build this. You're called to build this temple because your ruling is going to be a ruling full of peace and full of prosperity. And so David then, after saying this though, then goes and if you read on through the rest of 1 Chronicles and all the way into 2nd Chronicles, you can see that David does not stop there though. David begins making preparations for Solomon. He begins setting foundations for Solomon to build the temple. And that's kind of where I want to talk uh, a little bit tonight and spend a little bit of time on, is is that portion of scripture where there's a lot of verses, I wasn't going to bore you to death by reading all of those, but um, I wanna spend some time on that portion of scripture where David makes those preparations for Solomon because I feel in my spirit that that's where the church is currently. I feel like we are in a state of rebuilding in a state of rebuilding. So back to what I read tonight in Second Chronicles. Um, like I said, I heard that during COVID and it was very familiar. So I started thinking about what happened in our lives and in the world in 2020 and 2021 when COVID shut everything down. Because it, COVID changed every aspect of our life. It changed how we operated daily. It changed our jobs, our day-to-day activities. We couldn't go hang out with people. We had to be six feet apart. And and if you know anything about me, I like to give hugs, and I like to get close to people. And I couldn't do that. So it was different. It changed how we had to operate. But also, it changed how the church operated. Whether or not we liked it, it changed how the church operated. And to be completely honest, the church was pretty caught off guard. We were taken aback, and we were restricted. We could not have church services. We were told by government officials that it's not a smart idea to be in church. And I remember even reading articles where it said 16 or 20 people get COVID in a church service. And the comments on those posts were just atrocious. You're reading them and people are commenting saying, the church needs to stop laying hands on the sick. The church needs to stop doing this. They should not assemble. And if you know anything about the Bible, the Bible says, forsake ye not the assembling of God's people. But yet, it was all rampant throughout the world, and you saw it everywhere. So churches started to stop having services. Churches closed their doors. We did, though, use technology. We tried our best to still reach the people. But to be honest, ever since that point, we really haven't been the same. The church in 2020 and 2021 was destroyed. The church as we knew it and life as we knew it was destroyed. But then I started thinking again, I was like, okay, what happened after that? So 2022 rolls around and COVID starts to kind of go by the wayside and we start to get back to normal. I remember hearing all the time the phrase, man, I just want to go back to normal. I just want normalcy back. So normalcy starts to return in our daily lives. We start to be able to go back to work. We start to be able to to get closer to people. We don't have to wear masks anymore. We don't have to do all of these things but normalcy also started to creep back in the church. We were able to assemble again. We were able to get back into the house of the Lord, but we started to get back in the house of the Lord. We were triumphant, we were joyful for a season, and then we started having three songs, a message, and then we started to get back into what we were for, which was one of the big reasons we got knocked off track because we weren't on fire as we should have been. But towards the later half of 2022, we start to see places start to catch fire. We start to see revival start to happen. And then the early part of 2023, Asbury starts. A big revival starts. You see another revival over here. You see fire starting to spread. And a generation waking up and changing lives. And we have a church that is on fire. God is being worshiped and glorified. And we have a new foundation that is being prepared. And Asbury and all of these revivals are starting to set preparations, just like David did, and helping us build the temple. And I think throughout the rest of this year, and I know Pastor's been talking about it, but throughout the rest of this year, he said, or at the start of this year, he said that he saw three waves coming in. I think Asbury and those revivals were the first wave. And I think we're about to start seeing that second wave come in. That is where I feel we are at in this time, is we, Asbury kind of set those foundations, just like David did. He made those preparations for Solomon. Asbury in those revivals made preparations and made a foundation for us. And now we are in the stage where we have to rebuild. The church was destroyed in 2020, 2021. Now we are at the stage where we have to rebuild. And you may be wondering what um, what do we have to build? I know most of us aren't carpenter, carpenters in here, so we don't know how to build a house or anything like that. But when it comes to referring to a temple, my Bible also says over in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Church, we have to rebuild ourselves. We have to rebuild our minds unto back unto God, and back to what his plan is for our lives. We have to reframe what we thought was normal and get away from that. Because normalcy will not get us anywhere. Normalcy will get us to where, if you scroll back down in Second Chronicles 7, where I started out, it's and God says to Solomon, but if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them. Then I will pluck them up by the roots out of the land which I have given them. And this house which I have sanctified for thy name will I cast out of my sight. And will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. And this house which is high shall be an astonishment to everyone that passes by it. So that he shall say, why hath the Lord done this unto, unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. Church, if we don't reframe and rebuild our lives back unto what God wants for our lives, we will be destroyed, just like we were at the start of 2020 and 2021. I know Pastor has been preaching. Uh, The last three messages, if you haven't heard those, about um, a biblical understanding of the Holy Spirit. And I think that that's kind of, and I think that's probably one of the reasons that this stuck out so much to me, but he talked about what the Holy Spirit really is and the power that we truly hold within ourselves. And we really need to start reframing and rethinking and rebuilding our, not just our knowledge, but how we walk our daily lives. And I think this is where we're at spiritually, because we are rebuilding what we thought was normal. Hopping back to Solomon real quick, where Solomon was building the church, and in Second Chronicles, the verse I read just a minute ago, church, we are the temple. We are the temple. But a temple is also a building. You can also refer to it as a building, because that's what Solomon did. He built a temple. And what do buildings provide? Buildings do not just provide us a place to live, but they also provide protection and shelter. And that is what the church is supposed to be, is a shelter for those in need. And I know I'm going to kind of go on a tangent here, but I recently, uh, I feel like more so than ever, I kind of had my eyes open on the type of world we're actually living in. Um, I went out and I saw a movie uh, called Sound of Freedom. Um, And if you have not watched it, I would highly recommend watching it. Um, but it really shows the type of world that we live in. Um, the wickedness and the evil that is out there is, it's running rampant. And it's more so attacking our children now more than ever. And this generation is a powerful generation. God has big plans for it. But we see that that being stripped from all of these kids because they're being taken from their families. They're being taken from... Their lives and they're being misused, and their innocence is being taken. And it's not just teens and young adults. We're talking four, or five, and we're talking babies. And it's, I watched that movie, and man, I just, I clenched my fist. I wanted to punch somebody, to be completely honest, after watching that movie. I wanted to punch somebody, and there were parts where, you I mean, you see kids just in these situations and and what makes it even worse is at the start of the movie it says that this is a true story this is really happening it just makes you want to sit there and and cry i mean i there were portions of, of that movie where i i couldn't even hold back the tears it was just so surreal what is going on while we sit back and we have let the church be destroyed and we've let ourselves get back into normalcy and we we are the temple, and we are the ones that are supposed to be providing this protection. We are the ones that are supposed to be stepping up and providing protection to these children and to these families that need us. So church, if we do not build, we cannot protect these children. And I know we just had VBS these last three days. And to be completely honest, I'm not a big fan of helping little kids. I just, me personally, I'm better, I'm better with teenagers. I would just be completely honest, but I felt like I needed to, especially after watching *Sound of Freedom*. I felt like <laughs> I felt like I needed to step out of my comfort zone, and my comfort zone is is the teens and the young adults. But I felt like I needed to do something because if you read that verse again, where I started, Second Chronicles seven, and go back up. Um, It says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, church, let me tell you one of the most wicked things that someone can do. Nothing. One of the most wicked things you can do on this earth, in my opinion, is doing nothing. If you sit back and let the enemy take things from you and do nothing about it, that is one of the most wicked things you can do. One of the most wicked things you can do. And after watching that movie, I was like, man, I, I have to do something. And yes, I know it, it's, it was just a little three-day uh, thing, but VBS really kind of changed my mindset on things. And that movie kind of changed my mindset on things. We need to step out of our comfort zone. We need to step out into territories where we're not comfortable because that was pretty uncomfortable for me. I didn't. I was not where I wanted to be, but it was where I needed to be. It may not be where you want to go, but it's where you need to go. So building a temple, it's not hard. It's not. Because let me tell you one thing that you have on your side at all times. You have the foundations. You have the word. You have the firm foundation. You have a roadmap. I know my dad always used to tell me growing up, He said that the Bible was not just the Bible, it was also an acronym, B-I-B-L-E, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. The Bible is what you need in your daily lives. So church, we need to start getting in our word, we need to start praying, we need to start fasting, we need to start reading, and we need to start stepping out of our comfort zone and reaching this world, because it's evil, and if you don't reach it, you're doing nothing, and that's pretty wicked. Um... Not wicked in a cool way, but wicked in an evil way. But we need to start getting back into what our foundation is. Yes, there will be tough times. There will be trials. There will be tribulations. But guess what? You have a firm foundation in your Lord Jesus Christ. You have a firm foundation all around you. And church, that's what we need to be. We need to build a temple. And now is a time to build. If we do not build, we cannot reach the harvest. And we cannot be the hands and feet of Christ. We need to build. Pastor Jay here. I just want to thank you for watching the service with us today and being a part of it. We ask that you stay in touch with us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And we'll see you again soon. We love you. So does God.